0: well good morning everyone welcome to downtown harbor church thank you so much for joining us in person today my name is adam and i am the volunteer coordinator here at dhc and i'm thrilled that as we are kind of wrapping up our summer season and it feels crazy to say that but i know that kids are already starting to go back to school in some areas and so as we wrap up our summer season together We are smack dab in the middle of this series called More Like You. And what we've been doing during this series is we've been taking a look at the fruits of the Spirit, those nine things or traits or characteristics that the Bible talks about, that basically what it says is when you become a follower of Jesus, and we're going to even talk about that today, but when you become a follower of Jesus and you start following after Him in your life, that in some miraculous way that we don't necessarily even understand that the Holy Spirit will come into your life, and then we have the ability, we have uh, we can harness these emotions called the fruits of the Spirit, and those things should be present in our lives. We should strive to be more like these fruits of the Spirit so that we can actually be more like God in the world that we live. The fruits of the Spirit that we talk about are in the book of Galatians chapter 5. And it's so important for us to each week just kind of put our hearts together and unite around these so that we can understand what exactly are the fruits of the Spirit. Here's what they are. Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And as we look at that list, that running list of traits or characteristics or emotions, we would kind of probably all agree that these are good things, that all of us want to have these kinds of things. We want to uh, have these emotions or traits be present in our life. So John, a couple of weeks ago, kicked us off and talked about love. Last week, I talked about joy. And I got to be honest with you, it was one of those messages when I went into it where I thought, you know, I don't know how this will land or how this will translate, but the feedback throughout the week this week has just been so positive. So if you missed last week's message on joy and what that looked like, go back and check that out on our website, soflowchurch.com. You can hear the audio there. You can see the video on Facebook. But today we're going to talk about another fruit of the Spirit that is just so important in our lives. And I think that a lot of times when we read this list, it might be one that we tend to just gloss over. We tend to, yeah, 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 I get it. I understand it. I've heard it many times. But this is one that I think as we go through the message today is really going to land and impact us and and, and change our hearts if we let it this morning. And that fruit of the Spirit is peace that we're going to talk about today. So I just want to tell you a very brief story about my night last night. And I wasn't going to tell this story, but I feel like I need to just because we're talking about this this morning. So when I got home last night and as I woke up, I was like, I need to give a Reader's Digest version of this story. Last night, I was uh, flying home from Indianapolis. I had a speaking engagement at an event yesterday morning on volunteering. So I got to the Indianapolis airport and I started to fly home. If you've flown recently, you've had probably much worse experiences than I'm about to tell you about, but if you've flown recently, you might know what I'm talking about. In this post-pandemic world, the airlines just don't seem to have their act together yet. Can we at least agree on that? If we would disagree on everything else, can we just agree that the airlines don't seem to have their act together yet? So last night, I'm on the runway in Indianapolis, and I know that I have a very tight window in Atlanta to catch my layover to get home to speak today in which we're delayed on the runway they don't give any reason for it but we're just delayed but the plane takes off in indy we circle around some weather we land in atlanta so i can catch the bird back to fort lauderdale sure enough i'm now with about 28 minutes in hartsfield jackson atlanta international airport the busiest airport in the world to get from my gate to the other gate for the plane to take off, not for it to start boarding. By the time I landed, it was already boarding. So I hoof it to the next gate. Sure enough, I'm one of the last people to board the plane, but the gate agent stops me and says, hey, just so you know, no pilot is here yet for this flight. And I said, oh. Great. Well, if you know anything about the airline industry, that when they say no pilot, it generally means you're spending the night in the airport. At least that's been my experience. Maybe some of you have had that experience as well. But they assure me, don't worry, he's here. Now I'm just praying to God he doesn't time out. If you don't know what that means, that has disrupted my life a time or two as well. So we get on the plane. About 35 minutes later, pilot shows up. Cabin starts applauding. You've been in this moment where everybody is just cheering, to which then the pilot comes on the overhead. Well, ladies and gentlemen from the flight deck, uh, good news is I'm here. Bad news is the gate agent left some people or let some people off the plane while we were waiting. So we have to find them in the busiest airport in the world before we can leave. So here you are now imagining this. We finally, after after about 20 more minutes, take off. Weather coming down to Fort Lauderdale, not too bad. Land in Fort Lauderdale, and if you are not really an anxious traveler, I'm not anymore, but you're just ready to get off the plane at this point because it's been hours and hours of doing this, and you get to the gate in Fort Lauderdale and they come on again and say, well, ladies and gentlemen, there's construction blocking our gate here in Fort Lauderdale, we can't get to it, they're going to have to tow us in. Now, I don't even know what that means, how they're gonna tow a plane into the gate, but then they towed us to the gate, and just as they're ready to turn the seatbelt sign off so that we can get up and get our bags, the jetway doesn't work. Now, not making that up, and you know if you're like me by the end of it, you are ready to explode. And I said to myself, I'm just really figuring out what the Holy Spirit's trying to do in my life because it's currently robbing my peace. And I was just in this moment where I was like, I got to give this message tomorrow. And is this a big deal? And what does this look like in our lives? But you know, if you're like me, and I just told that story, if you've been there, some of your blood started to boil as I was telling that story. Because I've heard stories from you that you've been stuck places. I've heard stories of you stuck in airports, sleeping on the floor. Some of you that really got to because that is robbing your peace. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to dive in and we're going to have this really interesting conversation about peace. Here's a question for you, though. What do you think of when you see that word? When you see the word peace, what do you think of? Uh, do you think of world peace? Right? Do you think of this idea that we would kind of all live in peace and harmony, and we would all sing kumbaya together? Do you think of world peace? Do you think of maybe peace at your house? Man, I would just love some peace and quiet. But I got kids, uh, you know, running everywhere. I got pets everywhere. My world when I enter my home is crazy, and I just long for those moments where I sit there and I just have peace, whatever that means for you. Maybe you hear the word peace and you think of a peace sign. Maybe that's something you do. Where you just think of that peace sign and, you know, maybe you think of uh, kind of somebody who's a hippie standing there giving the sign. I don't know what that word sparks in your mind, but you probably, if you're like me, have a preconceived notion of what the word peace looks like. And I think that if many of us were honest, regardless of whatever we think of when we see that word peace, if many of us were honest and we were having a conversation and we sat down over maybe a a happy hour or maybe a cup of coffee or maybe a lunch or dinner and we just talked with each other, many of us would probably admit we experience more stress than peace, right? Is that you? Where, where you would go, you know, if, if you really cornered me about my life, I, I don't know how much peace I have. I got a lot of stress, though. Things aren't going well at home. Things aren't going well at the job. Things aren't going well as it relates to this issue. Things aren't going well with my spouse. Things aren't going well with my kids. I am stressed. We live in a culture that is a high-stress culture, specifically in South Florida, as I've been able to travel this summer a little bit and do some different events, I've been able to go to some towns in the Midwest, and I've been able to go to some smaller cities in our country. And I will tell you, they don't oftentimes have a lot of the stress that we have down here in South Florida. We live in a very fast-moving, high pace high pace environment. So many of us would probably, if we were honest, experience more stress than peace. Maybe You've said a couple of these sayings, right? I just want to, like maybe I'm going to put a couple of these phrases on the, on the screen. And if this is you, if you've said this recently, I think in your life you at some level have experienced more stress than peace. Are you with me? So I really want you to sit back and identify if you've said any of these sayings or if you can remember saying it. Okay, here's number one. I'm ready to throw in the towel. Okay, have you said that? Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it's with this specific thing that you're doing. If you've uttered the phrase, I'm ready to throw in the towel, I think you're probably at some level experiencing more stress than peace. Related to whatever the issue is in your life. Here's another one. I'm at the end of my rope. This is a bad one. You don't ever want to be at the end of your rope. okay? Because I don't know if you know where this expression comes from, but that is not a pretty scene. It's not something that we generally want to get to that point. And the fruits of the spirit would say, hey, you're supposed to have peace here. You have the ability to have peace here. So what is that going to look like in your life? Because if you're uttering the phrase, man, I'm at the end of my rope, that is not a good place to be. My life is falling apart. This is bad. Like If you're at this level, we're, we're in a bad place together, right? The peace is probably not your top priority, that you are probably stressed, that you are uh, kind of almost approaching some things here. And maybe, let's be serious for a second. Maybe some of you are here today. Maybe some of you are actually feeling this in this moment. Maybe this is actually very serious for you, and this is not a joking, jovial thing. Maybe you're really at the end of your rope. Maybe your life is falling apart, and you're here trying to figure out, how do I get some of this peace that I desire. Maybe you said this one, I feel like I'm ready to resign or I'm resigning from the human race. Have you said this one before? Because this was actually a quote that I wrote down that someone said to me one time, and I'd like to reveal who this person is. I feel like I'm resigning from the human race, John Garippa Jr. And he said this right, uh, where I, right I took a picture of him right as he said it, which I thought was really important. So. It's just this picture I captured of John. I'm not sure what the balloons meant, but I really wanted to bring that forward today, especially because he's not here to defend himself, which is exciting. So, um, you know, maybe you're there, right? But the scripture talks a lot about peace. The Bible talks a lot about peace. It's, in fact, it's peppered throughout the entire scripture. I'm just going to leave this picture on the screen as long as possible so you have to stare at it. And if he's watching online, he's mortified, but there's a picture of him on the screen with a pile of balloons for which I'm not sure. But anyway, the book of Proverbs, chapter 14, 30, it says this, talks about peace. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. A heart of peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. It's this idea that when we would be at peace, when we would experience peace, when the fruit of the spirit, peace, would be a part of our lives and overflowing from our lives, that it would give life to the body. I actually firmly believe that so much of our physical health is controlled by our mental health. I just am a firm believer of that. And I also believe that when you are at peace, it causes a lot less stress in your life. And I just believe this. I believe that if you're going to have peace, there are three kinds of peace that we need to focus on. To actually have peace, we believe you need three kinds of peace. So I'm going to walk you through what those pieces are today. So if you're a note taker, you want to take pictures of the screen, now's the time to kind of do that because these are practical and they're good. And I just really want to be able to bring them forward to you. Okay. The first kind of peace that you need to have in your life is spiritual peace. Um, here's what I want to talk about. You are probably not at peace. If you are still trying to figure out where you are at spiritually, I don't meet a lot of what I would call agnostic people who kind of are questioning the existence of God, but are not sure. I do, because I have a lot of friends like that and I chat with them a lot and you know what they are about spiritual things? They're restless. They don't know, they don't want it, they don't have an answer, they haven't figured it out and they're not willing to commit. So what happens? They're restless spiritually. Maybe you're here today and you're like, man, I am restless spiritually and I have not said yes to Jesus and I know that I need to. Maybe you're restless spiritually and haven't yet said yes to Jesus. Maybe that's you. Maybe it's one of those things where you are just, you've been putting it off, you've heard it for a long time, you know you need to say yes to Jesus, but you're not ready to give up on certain things in your life, Uh, you're not ready to kind of move in that direction. Maybe you've been thinking about this for a really long time, and you just haven't gotten that spiritual peace yet, and you haven't crossed the line of faith. So what happens is I'm restless spiritually. Let me, let me explain something to you. The very best decision I ever made in my entire life was saying yes to following after Jesus. That was it. I did it when I was a very young person, and it was a very simple prayer moment, um, spiritual experience, whatever you want to call it. But it is just this moment where you, in your own life and in your own heart, in, in, in the moment of prayer or acknowledgement, whatever that means for you, Where you just say, Jesus, I believe that you are who you say that you are. You are the risen Messiah. I am choosing to follow after you. Come into my heart and change my life. And then when you do that, the Bible tells us that we are spiritually made right with God the Father. So here's what I just want you to know. If you're restless spiritually and you're not uh, sure and you don't have spiritual peace, Let today be your day. Let today be your day. When I pray at the end of this service, maybe that's the moment where you just say, okay, it's finally time for me to cross the line of faith. Maybe you crossed the line of faith a long time ago and you've kind of walked away from the church. Maybe that's you. Let today be your day. If that is a moment that you want to have, we'll pray at the end of this service and make sure to tell somebody in one of those blue lanyards about it as you leave this service, if that's something that you decide to do today. Because I know that it has provided spiritual peace for me, and I know that it can for you as well. Because you want to know what a lot of people say? This is what a lot of people say. They actually utter this phrase. They say, I want peace. I, I want peace. I-, I, don't know. I, don't know what to- I don't know what to do to get peace, though. I want peace. I want to be peaceful. I don't want to be restless. You've seen this verse before. Even if this is your first time in the doors of a local church, you've seen this verse. It's the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, what I just talked about, shall not perish but have eternal life. Do you want to know what this is? Spiritual peace. That we would actually have peace. Peace and comfort in knowing that if we say yes to following after Jesus, that we are made right the God, with the, with God the Father, and we will not perish, but we will have eternal life. That's spiritual peace. And some of you are still floundering. Some of you don't get it. Some of you have been wrestling with it for a long time. Book of Romans, chapter five, verse one says this: Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But you know, being a part of a local church and having faith is interesting, isn't it? Because just because you cross that line of faith, yes, we have eternal security and eternal peace. Christ follows, he he instructs us of that if we follow after him. But sometimes we get in these circumstances where we go, you know, I'm still restless. If your relationship with Jesus isn't creating peace, something is wrong in your spiritual life. Don't misunderstand this. This is not to say that we don't have bumps in the road. This is not to say that we don't argue with God about things. This is not to say, as we even talked about last week, that we don't have expectations and oftentimes things aren't met and those things don't come to fruition. That is not what I'm saying. But I'm saying at the very lowest common denominator, if you are a follower of Jesus, then your life should reflect in some way that peace, especially spiritually. And if your relationship with Jesus isn't, creating peace something is wrong maybe you're not all the way there like you thought you were maybe you're questioning some things and by the way we understand doubt as it relates to faith we believe that doubt can actually lead to stronger faith this is a journey we're all on together but if it's not creating peace inside of you we just believe that something might be wrong and that God may be trying to get your attention in another way if you're restless and you're not peaceful spiritual peace is so important for us to have. Here's the second one, which I think is practical and relevant and, and important to us right here today, and that's emotional peace. Emotional peace. So I want, you, I want to put another quote on the screen. That Remember I talked about all those ones earlier? I want to quit the human race I, at the end of my rope, all those kinds of quotes. Here's one that is an identifier that that you are not at peace or that someone you know is not at peace. And by the way, I want to challenge you that if if the next time you say this or you hear someone say this around you, go ahead and challenge them on their peace like barometer, right? This is really cool. So the next time you hear this phrase, go, "Mm, you're not at peace. That guy at church told me so. So like this is one of those things that I just think we can use as an identifier for emotional peace. You ready? Really, really great. Love this one. I just need to get away. You heard this one? Man, everything would be great if I just got away. If you need to get away, we have a problem. This is not to say you don't take vacations and you don't experience the world and you don't travel. I would be completely undermining my entire life if I made that argument. However, I am just saying that if you utter the expression, "Hey, I just, you know, I just need to get away." Things are really rough down at the office. Things are really rough at home. This is a very bad expression, okay? And furthermore, this is an indication that you do not have emotional peace. Let me tell you why. This is why this is so important. You can go to Hawaii tomorrow, okay? There's a lot of flights that will get you there tomorrow. But if you don't have emotional peace, your mind will still be racing, You'll be thinking about all the things wrong. You'll be thinking about all the things you have to do. And by the way, just because you have a lot to do doesn't mean that you need to always get away. You can work through things. You can do things. You should take a break. Those are appropriate things. However, if you getting away is what you think is going to solve it, when you come back, the problems will be right there again. How are you going to be emotionally healthy in the middle of the things you're dealing with versus getting away so you can actually have emotional health? Emotional health, dealing with your day-to-day tasks. I did not used to be a very emotionally healthy person. And a number of years ago, I made some very clear decisions in my life that I wanted to tweak and change and put one foot in front of you the other and get emotionally healthy. Because work used to stress me out. Things used to stress me out. Day-to-day tasks used to stress me out. And then once you realize, wow, once I get emotionally healthy again, once I get into a period of emotional health, All of a sudden, you don't really utter the phrase, man, I need to get away. It's brutal down at the office. No. Or it's brutal at home. No. What you do is you realize that you have to navigate through that and that things generally may or may not be brutal in the circumstances you're dealing with. But you are the one who can change and navigate that and get your emotional health in the right place that it needs to, to deal with the stress level. I just need to get away is a very bad expression. Here's a better expression. I would love to go to Greece and see the Greek Isles and travel and go on an amazing vacation with the people I care about. How about that expression versus, man, I need to get away. What would that look like in your life if that was different? Because emotional health is very important. Emotional health, by the way, is something that can change your life for the better, and can put you on a very good path toward peace, or put you on a very bad path toward restlessness and not peace. Some of you need to get your mental health right. You know, for some of you, you've been wrestling with stuff for a long time. I've had conversations with some of you, and you're Some of you are here and you're going, man, I've dealt with these things for a long time and I know that I got mistakes in the past, but I'm trying to make those right and I want to put myself on a path toward peace. Here's what I want you to know. I have talked to people. I've had conversations with people. I am a person who's an example of this, living and breathing, and I'm happy to go out to lunch and have a conversation with any about any of this if you ever want to chat about it. But I just want you to know this. You can get your mental health right. You can get your mental health right. It's possible. I've seen people do it. I've done it. You can get your mental health into a better place so that you can have peace. These two things do not have to control you. And oh boy, aren't we a culture who allows these two things to control our lives? Aren't we? I have met more people with anxiety and depression since I've moved to South Florida than more people who don't have it. It's normal down here. It's just part of our culture. And In fact, you, well, you, go, you turn on the television, you've seen how many advertisements for medication dealing with these things. And we just kind of go through this vicious cycle over and over again, and we wonder, why don't we have peace? Well, we haven't been able to figure this out yet. We haven't been able to get it get our hands around it. But I just believe that if we're going to truly have peace, and by the way, what I'm about to say is a struggle. What I'm about to say is very real. It's not fake. And it is one of the most difficult things you will ever do in this life. But it is possible. If this is something you are dealing with, take it by the horns and conquer it. Let me explain something. That might mean your life is going to get ugly for a little while it may not look very uh, picturesque for a little while because sometimes when we open up wounds and we deal with those anxiety and depression things related to our emotional health man things get weird and they get ugly and things come out that we didn't think would come out and then all of a sudden we don't know what to do with those feelings so we do things we shouldn't do and then but god is real he is present he fulfills his promises and i firmly believe that if we want to take them by the horns and conquer them even though the journey might not be pretty eventually we could and will come out the other side colossians chapter 3 verse 15 says this let the peace of christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful let the peace of christ rule in your hearts Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. That is a proclamation as much as just a guy reading a verse on the screen in this moment. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart today. Spiritual peace. Emotional peace. Emotional health, mental health is important. The third kind of peace that we want to go after in our life is relational peace. A lot of times when we have a feeling of unsettledness or we look at the fruits of the Spirit and we go peace is not something I have, so often it is related to relational peace. We don't get along with someone. We got into a fight with someone. It's gotten ugly with someone. We're estranged from someone. We're not talking to someone. We're not going to a holiday. We're not going to Christmas. I'm not going to look at that person in the face. They had a baby. I don't care. I'm not sending a card. I'm not sending a gift. I can't stand his face. I can't stand her face. I'm done. Been there? Some of you have been there. Some of you were there today today. Here's a question. As we look at this peace barometer, right? Is a relationship broken with someone you know? Is there a broken relationship with someone you know? Because I just don't believe that that falls into line with God's plan for how he wants us to live. Let me preface this before I say anything about relationships. I don't believe that in any circumstance, if someone is abusive to us, I don't believe that we should be doormats, and I don't believe that God wants us to be doormats. I'll just say that. There are some people who are uh, extremely abusive. They have their own issues going on. They are not spiritually healthy, relationally healthy, emotionally healthy, and they abuse you. That is not the kind of thing that I'm talking about, just to put that out there on the front of Because a lot of times people are like, I should go back to this relationship. But unhealthy relationships are not something that we should be in consistently. However, there's a lot of times where reconciliation or things can happen and we don't go after it and we don't do it out of just stubbornness and not wanting to make it right. Is a relationship broken with someone you know? How about your family? You talk to them all? You able to have dialogue with them? Even if there's lingering issues, are, are, are you able to do that? And if there are lingering issues, what are you going to do to address it and make it right? How about your boss, right? You don't have to like your boss, but is everything all right? You, you're able to go to work every day and have relational peace because that's what you want. Because you know what I've generally found ab- about people? is that even if we really don't like somebody, if we can try to sit together and make it right, most people, not all, most people are reasonable people to where we can have a dialogue about these things and go, okay, we may even disagree on this, but I'd love to be at peace. I'd love to make this right. How about your spouse? Some of us were sitting around talking about marriage this morning and dialoguing with uh, just about the dating scene in South Florida and those of us who are married, what the differences are. Listen, being married is difficult when you have to coexist with another person and make decisions with them and live with that individual and raise children or pets or take care of finances or a house. It's just difficult. You in a good place with your spouse? You got relational peace? You're able to have difficult conversations gracefully when they come up. Here's what I want you to know. No relationship on planet Earth is exempt from conflict, criticism, or competition. No relationship on planet Earth is exempt from conflict, criticism, or competition. It just isn't. Relationships are hard. Getting along with other human beings is hard. Why? Because you have a certain way that you see the world and someone else has a different way that they see the world and you're trying to be in relationship with them. Friendship, romantic relationship, Family relationship, professional relationship, you're in relationship with them and they see the world differently than you. And obviously you're right, so how could you get along with them? And how many times have we heard that? So what happens? We don't have peace. Relationships are broken. We think about these things constantly and they weigh on our heart and they weigh on our mind to where we go, I'm not at peace. I just don't have the peace that I should have. So I'm at the end of my rope. My life is falling apart. If we begin to have peace in these areas of our lives, we don't get even close to those expressions or those sayings. And our life will be different. And the peace will spread to those around us, even outside of our own heart and our own life. Romans twelve eighteen. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, oh, what a powerful verse. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Meaning, there are some people who aren't even going to accept your offer for peace. That's okay, that's on them. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You like being angry? You like fighting with people? You like being stressed? You like being unhealthy? I've never met a person who comes up to me and says, yeah, pretty happy with the way that I'm living, and they list off those emotions. I haven't met someone yet, but I've sure met a lot of people who are trying to find peace. Related to relational peace, maybe there's a broken relationship in your life and there's a person or a group of people or an organization or whatever that's coming to your mind right now, it's time to make it right. It's time to make it right. So you got to fall on your sword. Yeah? Maybe you should. So that person didn't apologize first. Yeah? That's okay. I don't know that Jesus is keeping tabs of who apologized first. If you're a follower of his, we have the responsibility to make this right. So what's the practical? So every week at Downtown Harbor Church, we put this word on the screen. Because we want you to hear a message on a Sunday and know exactly what to do with what you've heard. We want you to hear a message on a Sunday and put it into practice on a Monday. I'm just gonna give you a couple of quick practicals before I close the message today. Number one, find spiritual peace. If you're here, this is a church. I wanna tell you what we believe. We believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he conquered the grave after he was crucified three days later and rose again. And we believe that he is that risen Messiah. Therefore, if you would like to be a part of that journey and join us by saying, yes, Jesus, I want to follow after you, I will pray in just a second and give you the opportunity to do that. That has given me and many of us in this room spiritual peace. Number two, find emotional peace. Find that emotional peace that you need. Some of you have been struggling for a long, long time. You don't know what to do to control it. And you've tried things and you haven't figured it out. I want to encourage you in a second to pray this prayer because I'm going to pray it. Because I prayed it one time and I got to tell you, it was ugly getting there, but God did it. It's this idea that God, no matter what it takes, no matter what you have to do, I want to conquer these emotions, anxiety, depression, because I know it will give me emotional peace. If you have the guts, pray that prayer with me in just a second and watch your life change i'm going to put in parentheses that the journey may not be the way that you want it to be and that's okay because he still is working and then lastly find relational peace i'm going to pray in just a second about those three things about maybe allowing god to put a name or a face or something on your heart and you're going to leave here and you're going to go you know what I'm going to go and make this right. Even if they want nothing to do with me, even if it doesn't work, I'm going to go make this right because I am tired of this. I want peace. Peace. Something so many people long for and so few people achieve. You want to know one thing that I've thought about recently? I've thought that there's got to be almost something more to life as we walk this earth than these little things that we deal with being stressed relational issues emotional issues there's got to be something else and you know i feel like it's peace that we would be a peaceful person walking through life with the peace of jesus christ on our hearts so that we could engage with the world around us in a different in a different way life is short I don't know if you knew that. Life is short. It's going by faster than ever, at least for me. And because it's short, every day that I live, if I want to look at what it's like to have something more, I know what that more is day in and day out. I know what it is. It's peace. Have peace. And watch your life change. Spiritual peace. Emotional peace relational peace that's when you really start living that's when you really start engaging with the world around you that's when you really start allowing jesus to effectively change and transform your life living out the fruits of the spirit every single day but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness, and self-control. Let me pray for us. Father, God, as I said I was going to, I want to pray in three parts today. Lord, first of all, I pray if there's anybody in this room who's never uttered this prayer in their heart and in their life, or maybe they want to recommit their lives to you, I pray that they would pray this with me in their own hearts right now. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Allow me to follow after you with my whole heart. I want to seek you and follow your ways. I believe that you are who you say that you are. And God, we know that you are hearing and answering that prayer this morning and we'll be so quick to give you all the glory for it. God, I pray that there are people in this room who might be struggling emotionally that would utter this prayer with me if that's where they're at today. God, whatever it takes, whatever journey you have to put me on, help me conquer my emotional fears and dysfunction, anxiety and depression. God, save me from myself and help me to have peace. Lord, I know that you will also hear and answer that prayer in a miraculous way. And God, relationally, I know there are relationships broken. And as we seek to find that something else in our life, something more than we have, I pray that you would allow us to find peace relationally and make it right with those who we need to make it right with. Help us to reach out. God, we know you've spoken in this place today. May your spirit be present. May we seek after you. May we act and not just hear this morning. We pray it all in Jesus' name, amen.